You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. We are honest when we say we, we are open engagement and consultation process with all stakeholders. That involves government, national level, provincial level, um, and uh, we will we will talk to them. And we are planning meetings with at both levels with them. What can they What can they uh, do, and what's the realistic? Uh, on that. I think we are quite clear that the logic for this is the slow economic growth and hence negative steel demand growth. The national constraints, which is an ESCOM issue and a Transnet issue, both from a cost and a reliability perspective. Then there's this scrap preferential uh, procurement and export ban uh, issue, and largely the overcapacity. We have 4.5 million tons of lungs capacity with a market demand of 1.8. Now, how do you solve those complex issues, which most of them is of the national nature, not necessarily uh, 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 AMSA, uh, or South Africa uh, uh, issue? I think that I can ask you about those things. How to, how do we solve that uh, through negotiations? I, uh, I I keep an open mind, uh, but I think you will agree with me. These are complex issues uh, that will be difficult to fix in the short term. Fastaf further said that job losses are inevitable, but through consultation, the company will try to mitigate as much as it can, and it will start the Section 189 process next week. The CEO has also reaffirmed the company's commitment to the future of its operations in South Africa. We now will embark on a process to wind down the company's long business. Unfortunately, job losses is inevitable, but through consultation we will try to mitigate that as much as we can. A structured and orderly wind-down process, that implies uh, it's a process, it's not an event. Um, There will be a full and ongoing consultation with all internal and external uh, stakeholders, especially with uh, government, labor, uh, and our customers and suppliers. Customers specifically along the areas where there will not be supply within South Africa. We'll announce the Section 189, that's probably uh, next week. Um, We've uh, opened up a support line for our employees, uh, and we will continue to engage with yourself and the media uh, if something fundamental changes versus our previous disclosed processes. As a board and management, we are fully committed to the future of Arslomital South Africa and its operations in South Africa. Our other operations are profitable and produce world-class products. We, we, we South Africa is and will remain an important player in the South African economy, especially in the industrial development. We take our 
corporate social responsibility serious and are fully committed to play our part in the future of South Africa. And that was the CEO of ArcelorMittal South Africa, Kubus Fester, giving an update on the state of affairs at the company. And now for um, some analysis on the state of the steel industry in South Africa, we joined on the line by Donald McKay, who's the CEO of XA Global Trade Advisors. Uh, Donald, thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Hello. Uh, welcome. Donald, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Donald. So how would you assess the impact of this decision by ArcelorMittal South Africa to shut down its major uh, Newcastle and Vereniging long steel operations? Uh, or not shut down, but basically downscale and uh, obviously moving towards that direction. And how is this likely to impact the local steel sector and the broader economy? Yeah, so it's certainly bad for the people working at ArcelorMittal. I think the, the effect on the whole industry is, is certainly not good. People that are dependent on those raw materials coming out of their plant um, will be faced with importing them. And for those products at the moment, there's a 10% duty. So certainly that's a, that's a problem that would have to be dealt with quite urgently. Um, a little bit too soon to, to put any numbers to it, but certainly not, not good um, by any stretch. So, has there been a significant decline in steel consumption in South Africa, Donald? Yeah, there does appear to have been a decline, but, but perhaps a, a bigger distortion in the market is governments have created a set of policies around scrap metal, which favors the the minimals that consume scrap metal as a raw material over a company like ArcelorMittal who manufactures its steel out of out of iron ore and that difference has become large enough after the export duties and the export ban was put in place to make it very difficult for ArcelorMittal to be able to compete so i think the government policies have created certainly a big part of this problem so in your view are there alternative strategies or business models that steel manufacturers in South Africa could explore in order to navigate the challenges such as the one you just mentioned? Yeah, so I think what's, what's occurred with all the interventions in, in the scrap market, what's happened is we probably have an overinvestment in minimals, which is, which is why when Quibus described the fact that the, the demand is, is much lower than the supply, We've got far more of that those products in the market because there's effectively a subsidy, which is attracting investment probably at a greater level than what it should, and that's creating pressure in the market. Now, if you're a consumer, that's certainly not a that's not a bad thing, um, but it does seem unsustainable in the long term because if you took the support away, I have to think some of those businesses would would then not survive. Certainly, the smaller ones would likely fall over. Donald, if we look at um, some of the other challenges that cited there by uh, Quibus, um, such as the high logistical and transportation costs, uh, energy prices, obviously effect of load shedding, uh, do you believe that these issues, you know, um, uh, would impact on further sectors of this particular uh, society uh, in terms of steel manufacturing? Oh yeah, I, I mean this, this this affects absolutely every part of society. So. We, we're, the fact that we our ports are not working properly and there's a huge queue of vessels outside of Durban is a perfect indication of how this affects everything. So everyone 
who has stock inside any of those those ships is going to end up paying more for that stock because you have to compensate the, the vessel owners for their ships waiting in line instead of sailing on to their next destination. So everything becomes more expensive. Um, every time someone has to generate their own power instead of buy it from ESCOM, um, that's more expensive. And all of that ripples through and ultimately begins locking in a high inflation rate, um, which, is, which is simply bad for everybody, but particularly bad for poorer people. And, you know, speaking of uh, ripples, uh, do you foresee any ripple effect on other industries or sectors due to the shutdown of these major steel operations? Yeah, so everybody, everybody that consumes steel that comes out of that plant will be will be negatively impacted, certainly in the short term. So construction, for example, would be a big consumer of those long steel products. Um, they would now need to source those products from elsewhere. Anyone who manufactures wire products like fencing, for example, will see price increases um, until they can find an alternative supplier. But because we have duties on those steel products, it means that anyone who now imports those products is going to be faced with also paying the 10% duty. And of course, the, the deflating currency means that those costs are also higher just because our rand is so much weaker. So everything downstream from that plant will suddenly become more expensive until an alternative supply can be found. And in the meantime, I suppose it's about trying to have a conversation with government. Do you think that would help in some way to try and get them to see this from the perspective of the industry? Yeah, so I, I mean, I certainly believe the industry has been talking to government about this already. So I certainly don't think um, government is unaware of the problem. But I think the situation that's arisen with our industrial policy is we've we've got government trying to support two sides of the same value chain. And they've chosen to back one side of that value chain over another, which in this case are the minimals. And the result of that is something had to give. And what gave in this case was ArcelorMittal's Newcastle plant. So you can't, you can't kind of interfere in the market in this way and expect there not to be a consequence. Um, you know, I don't think anyone intended for this to happen, but this, this is the outcome, I believe, of those interventions. Yeah, and those alarm bells have been sounded for quite some time, Donald. Uh, but just finally, with regard to the affected employees, because it's quite a number of jobs that are on the line um, uh, at both Newcastle and Vereniging, is there any way that uh, those employees could perhaps be reskilled or, you know, redeployed within the industry? Is there any alternative for them at this stage you know the problem is our, our labor market is so rigid and it's difficult to, to and unattractive to many companies to bring on people so we you know what we tend to find when these sort of, of shocks to the market happen because our labor markets are so rigid um, it becomes very unappealing to simply bring those people on so I would think the more skilled people will probably find work um, but also, if you're in Newcastle or you're in Fienigen, you're far away from the big job markets. So in order to make that happen, you'd, you'd need to move yourself to where the work is, um, likely Johannesburg or Durban. Um, that comes with consequences. If, for 
example, you have a state-sponsored RDP house, um, you're not allowed to sell it, you're not allowed to rent it out, so it becomes harder for you to move to where the work is. So all of these just make it far harder for that kind of labor to be reabsorbed elsewhere. Donald, thank you so much for your time. Donald McKay is the CEO of XA Global uh, Trade Advisors. Just some analysis and uh, breaking down what the impact of uh, this latest development around OsloMittal South Africa is. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.